Yes. So welcome everyone to uh, uh, Jhana Grove uh, for this weekend retreat. And uh, I'm delighted to be here and delighted to see all of you here. Um, I hope all of you know the topic of uh, the theme of this uh, weekend retreat. Um, but first of all, before I uh, uh, tell you the whatever news, please let me know that, uh, is everyone meditated before? Is anyone haven't done any meditation before? Just put up your hand, I promise, we'll not have anything against you. Anyone haven't? Uh, uh, all of you have attended, this will be your first, those that is your first retreat, please put your hands up. Thank you. I promise that it's not too difficult. <laughs> so I'm going to start again. Uh, good evening, I'm Aya Seri, uh, so welcome again. And um, I hope all of you know that uh, uh, I have picked the theme for this retreat. Um, I purposely asked uh, people, to, uh, Leha, to put it on to the, um, when you book for the retreat so that you know uh, the theme before you come in. So um, I actually did prepare. So uh, we are going to investigate and look into OH sickness and death. And if you uh, start panicking, you are allowed to have full permission to leave any time. But I promise it's not too difficult. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm requesting some water already. <laughs> Thank you. And um, I also would like to find out the age of the participant so that I have some idea. And um, so I want to, anyone who is under 30, can you put up your hands? I've got a few of you. Thank you. And anyone under 50? Majority of you, thank you. Don't need to, anyone over fifty, over sixty. That's quite a bit of you too. So, okay. Um, I was um, I'm going to start uh, with uh, um, something interesting because someone told me um, some short. Um, I don't know what you call it. Someone says told uh, say to me that. Uh, have you heard of something called ZAP? S-A-P? ZAP? I was told there's a, a, what is it called? A management, something related to the management. Am I right? Yes. Have you definitely heard of MAP? And um, someone told me about this too. They say ZAP means uh, senior aches and pains. <laughs> So not what you think it is. Um, MAP means middle age, age and pain. And I come up with something else because there's quite a large number of you. Uh, you are under 30, I think just now I asked. So there's a ASAP or ASAP. Guess what? All age suffering, <laughs> age and pain. So regardless of uh, your age, um, the investigation of uh, old age sickness and death applies to all of us. 
Um, unfortunately, the one-year-old will not be able to understand, but otherwise, it applies to even your one-day-old, or one-hour-old, or only one-breath-old. So uh, it is a, a very interesting topic. Um, i just got to make sure that I have time, um, don't do over time. However, before I'm going to do that uh, SATA investigation tomorrow, I'll try to do, uh, look into, uh, we, we will, not just me, we will together investigate old Asia sickness probably tomorrow, and we will leave the investigation of death, on death and dying on Sunday. It is something, a very interesting journey. I uh, invite all of uh, us here to uh, open your heart, open your mind, and to have a look, to see, to find out um, what is it, uh, how is it going to feel for you, and what will come out during this weekend process. However, the main aim, the purpose for the weekend, I would like to invite you to relax. Um, Enjoy yourself in meditation. And I will do a couple of guided meditation on that. That will be on Sunday. We'll give some time to build up our um, calm and uh, relaxation. Um, because with a calm and relaxed mind, then we can look at, um, look into our heart and the mind look at the things that we might not want to look at or too difficult to look at. So um, tonight we're going to sit, uh, have an, about half an hour of meditation, but we're going to sit, um, I'm going to do a garden meditation, and uh, it will not be garden meditation there, so don't worry. But the main thing is I encourage you to relax, uh, to enjoy this beautiful place. I spoke to uh, Christina before I came in here, I stayed here last year. I spent the whole year here. And I told her that I felt like I'm coming home. Um, I went up to, um, um, I normally like to go up to the boundary where there's uh, lots of shields. That's my favorite place. I call it my secret gardens. You're welcome to go to have a look. So what I mean by relax, I uh, went up to go to have a look, uh, walk around. I think make sure that you follow the bushfire procedures by uh, putting down uh, your record, uh, your um, directions of your walk. Uh, so please make sure that they're safe. But go out and relax and enjoy. I don't think it's that hot this weekend. So when you've got a chance, go up to have a look, uh, walk around. I think there's walk organized as well. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, and uh, so please join in uh, so that you are familiar with the uh, terrain or uh, the jungle growth. And um, I must say, you probably have uh, feel it already. You feel the uh, the beautiful quietness and the calm environment of jungle growth. That's very conducive to uh, investigation of our mind. So um, now I'm going to uh, offer the refuges and the five precepts. I assume everyone uh, 
know about the five precepts and the refuges? Say everyone, anyone never taken any refuges before, the five precepts before? Yeah, okay. I'm going to say a few words about it. Um, for, uh, for refuges, I think, um, what is the page? Anyone can tell me the page for the uh, ref- 20? Thank you. So there you go, so page 20. And I'm going to offer the five, three refuges and the five precepts. If you haven't heard of uh, uh, or not familiar with the refuges before, um, taking the refuges is a way that you are um, wanted to or uh, uh, declaring you would like to take the uh, Buddha, the teaching of the Buddha called Dharma and the Sangha, which is, uh, I'm going to explain a bit more of the Sangha, um, as your support, as your inspiration, and um, also as um, uh, guidance, guiding you, lead you to, uh, of course, happiness and joy, liberation and freedom. That's what we are all here for. Um, so we are using or um, taking the refuge, taking that, the three refuges as our guide, as our support in our life. Um, that's why we take the refuges. And um, that's a Buddha sitting here. So not just the physical Buddha that we are talking about. We are talking about what the Buddha stands for, peace, compassion, kindness, harmlessness, of course, freedom. So that is the spirit that uh, we are uh, taking refuge. And of course, uh, the teaching of the Buddha. And the teaching of the Buddha to guide us like a light, show us that this way, come this way, go that way. Um, it's up to all of us to take up any of the uh, the instructions or the teachings or the light. Just like you when you're going back to your uh, respective uh, cottages at night, there's light outside in the dark to guide you. So that is um, something like the Buddha and the teaching that uh, leading you to a safe place, to our safe place, whatever safe place that uh, you are looking for. And um, for the uh, Sangha, it's a very interesting one, the Sangha. Um, I must say, when I first take the refuges, I did tell, I told someone that uh, many years ago, they were probably about 40 years ago, I told someone that I say, I can't, I'm not going to take the refuges because I can't understand what they mean by Sangha. And um, I love that explanation by this uh, person that I met. She's a lay teacher. Um, and uh, her explanation is, it's like you need uh, sunlight, you need water for any growth of a plant or our growth of, uh, in our heart, um, the flower or the growth, whatever that you, uh, 
use it to imagine. And you need all those uh, items or all those things together. So you can't just say, yep, I'll take refuge in the Buddha Dharma, but I'm not going to take refuge in the Sangha. Uh, you need all of them together for the growth in um, life, uh, especially in the directions, the spiritual directions in the Dharma, in the Buddha's teaching. So I just said, okay, I did. I took the refuges at that time, uh, even though I'm not quite, very, I'm not sure what it really means. The Sangha is a Pali word. Um, you're familiar with Pali words? Uh, most of you, you heard of it? Because um, I, I taught a retreat last year that people told me that they can't understand uh, Dharma or the Sangha or those uh, 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 big complicated words or different vocabulary. So I want to make sure if you do not know, please come to let me know. I'm very happy to explain a bit more. So Sangha is a Pali word. It also means monastics. But it can be two types of monastics. Monastics like me wearing a robe. Uh, and all monast- or the other meaning is uh, enlightened uh, beings. Someone that who is free and who is re- liberated. So that's why I'm talking about uh, the uh, you are taking inspiration and guidance from uh, not just externally as any sangha, but you also see it as uh, take the guidance from uh, the guidance from people or beings, like uh, being true and. They are liberations. There's plenty of them around, especially during Buddha's time. I will share a poem with you tomorrow. That's by an enlightened nun during Buddha's time. Wait till tomorrow. So make sure you don't run away before tomorrow. Um, so that's the, you, we are taking refuge, taking our inspiration from the idea or the ideal uh, of the Sangha, the liberated beings, that who is kind, compassionate, and uh, equanimous, all those uh, qualities that we would like to uh, aspire to. So that is a refuges. And I'm going to offer the five precepts. I assume some of you will want to take the eight precepts. So anyone would like to take the eight precepts? Okay. So I'm going to explain the five precepts. The five precepts in, um, so that will be in the second page, which is on 22. It is not something that uh, you must keep to the letter. Otherwise, you'll be excommunicated. It is not in, not that way. It is a training and uh, something that we would like to keep on practicing towards. We will refine our uh, way of doing things. If you make a mistake, it doesn't mean that you, you're a bad person. Not that way. It's just a way that to provide us opportunity to keep on um, well, trying. So I'm just going to read it out first. So the first one. 
I undertake the precepts. I'm going to say that in uh, in Pali, and uh, so Pali is on the twenty-two, but the English is on twenty-three. I'll explain a bit more why we say that in Pali. I undertake the precept to refrain from destroying living beings. So living beings means、uh, any living beings. I know we don't like mosquitoes and cockroaches. You can say that is a a bad person. That、uh, you know, you can see is a person. We can refrain from uh, um, having um, not killing another living beings, but we taught、um, other creatures.、Uh, it is um, um, we don't really like it.、Um, we can get rid of it.、Um, I have a, this. Actually, sometimes. We got to see that、uh, all beings—they are just like us. If you really watch or in touch or connect to, with with the beings, they are frightened like us. I remember, you know, if like when you see a spider, you're really frightened by the spider. You're trying to put in, take out your spray, trying to spray and kill the spider because you are frightened. You're trying to protect yourself, but. Remember that the beings that you met, they are also frightened. They want to live like us. They want to be well and happy, just to survive. And they might pretend and look ugly so that they are trying to say, "I am big," but actually they are not. They just as frightened as us, and、uh, they're trying to run away if they could. So that is the living beings that we are talking about. So in Buddhism, we are not just restrained not to kill other beings, but at the same time we can cultivate loving kindness, care, love, so that we can gradually.、Um, once your you once our heart is full with love, we will be probably. Will be less likely to have the、uh, the fear. Actually, we're going to look more about fear and anxiety, because not just to other beings, fear and anxiety to old age, sickness and death, fear and anxiety to anything back around us that we are not familiar with. Like if you are here for the first time, you're not sure what is going on. And these bullheaded nuns are、uh, sitting up here,、um, telling you that we are going to look into old age, sickness, and death.、Um, so the, anything that we are not certain, that is fear, that's anxiety. Probably not fear, much more anxiety and worry. So that includes、um, into our emotions that we want to de- might want to destroy something. So to cultivate. The positive part of、uh, like loving kindness and compassion, it will help us to be able to not to destroy another living beings. And there is way that I'm not going to go. It's not scoped for tonight or even this retreat to go into details how to develop、uh, this、um, loving kindness and not to destroy living beings. We can. Uh, uh, stay tuned. Uh, stay around.、Um, 
you can't uh, or listen to some of the talks in the past, like, you can find out more. But if you're interested, you can come and see me too. So the second one, I undertake this precepts to refrain from taking what is not given. And that is um, so not uh, stealing. But we also can uh, use the positive part of cultivation to use the generosity, dana, um, so that we can cultivate trustworthiness. So we not just take what does not belong to us, but we actively cultivate giving, generosity. And the third one, I undertake the precepts to refrain from sexual misconduct. And we actively cultivate um, to honour our promises, honour our commitments. That is the cultivation that we can do. Not just refraining not to do something. It sometimes it's hard if I try to, uh, anytime when you're trying to hold yourself, your hand down, so I'm not going to eat another sweets. Um, but you need something, a positive cultivation to replace it, rather than just say, no, I must say I failed that many times not to eat another sweets. <laughs> I eat many sweets. Um, I'll tell you when I find out the good <laughs> method. <laughs> I'll share with you. I undertake, number four, I undertake the precept not uh, to refrain from lying. So then you uh, we cultivate truthfulness. So not to lie, not to tell something that's not true. But another, the positive part of it, that we cultivate that uh, we will practice truthfulness in our practice, in our life. Number five, I undertake the precept to refrain from intoxicating liquors, drugs, which lead to carelessness. It's not just carelessness. You know that when, you, uh, when we drink or any, any drugs or alcohol, uh, it do not give us a clarity of mind. Um, so because all of you here, well done. We want to be here to develop our mind, to, to, to have clarity, to lead us to wisdom. So alcohol and drugs, it can cloud our minds. It will not, um, it sort of will not lead us to clarity, will not lead us to mindfulness. And then um, we need to use uh, the meditation sessions for the cultivation. So it's hard to cultivate meditation or cultivate any mindfulness when, you are, uh, when we are not clear. Um, it's a very interesting um, precepts to look into um, because I uh, remember, uh, well, I don't have a lot of time, but anyhow, I'm going to tell you my story. Um, someone uh, I stay with, uh, live with someone who is a Buddhist. Um, they, uh, I have a friend that who came to visit. So they work in uh, the wine industry. They knew that the nuns do not drink alcohol. So she bring me some coffee. 
well, which is very welcome. However, she's because she's a, a marketing manager, so she she wants to bring some alcohol, uh, wine, very nice wine, or supposed Italian wine, to offer to the person that I stay with. But I told this friend, I said, I'm sorry that she do not drink alcohol. She's a Buddhist. She said, how come Buddhists do not drink alcohol? All her friends, some of her friends are Buddhists drink alcohol. So a lot of people are not aware of that. Um, I do not say that uh, uh, you are um, not a good person if you, don't, if you drink alcohol. Um, but it is something that you can gradually work towards. Um, all these precepts, that we can take a step at a time. Okay, I can't do it now, but I would like to. That is our aspiration to work towards, uh, to, so that we can develop uh, clarity of mind, so that we can develop mindfulness and develop meditation. Um, so that is something that probably I will not drink too much. I do not drink alcohol or drugs. Cloud your mind. So that's the five precepts. I take a bit longer to explain. And I'm going to go in to talk a bit more about eight precepts. Um, so I know some of you, um, probably you haven't heard of eight precepts before. It is similar to the five precepts. Um, one of the differences um, are not... Um, Refrain from all sexual activities. Remember that for eight precepts, is um, you start to move into the spiritual practice. So you take up more renunciation. Um, so normally in a setting like this, you don't have a choice anyway. So uh, everyone will be uh, or need to refrain from uh, uh, all sexual activities while you are on this uh, uh, retreat. Um, and it is part of the sensual pleasure that uh, I can go into a little bit more to explain. And when you're on the spiritual practice, you know that all the monastics, we are celibate. And uh, we, uh, one of the rules is to refrain from all sexual activities. Uh, that's uh, one of the um, desire and sensual pressure that uh, when you uh, move towards the spiritual practice that you um, will look into a little bit more. So that's, I'm just going to leave it at that for the time being. You can ask more questions for the Q&A tomorrow. You can write down on a piece of paper. And um, besides that five, there's number six. So six, seven, eight... So one of them is not to eat after 12. I knew that you have dinner tonight. And there will be dinner tomorrow available. But I encourage you, those that who can, who do not have uh, any uh, medical conditions, just one night, one day, give it a go. Do not have dinner. I think there is some uh, medicine, afternoon medicine, like chocolate <laughs> and sweets, uh, they are available. That if you are really hungry, that you want something for energy, and you can take that. 
Otherwise, give it a go. Um, move closer, or just for one day, closer to the spiritual practice. Um, that is one of the sensual desire. The other thing is so that you have less thing to think about. I need to go for dinner, and then your body needs to digest the food. Instead, you can put in more effort into uh, the spiritual practice, meditation, walking. You must have the experience of meditating. You will find it tomorrow after 12. You'll feel very tired and drowsy uh, because all the blood goes into the digestion. So without that, you're free. Uh, your body system is free and uh, to put the awareness and concentration into the practice of meditation or walking meditation rather than it all rush into that for digestion. Um, give it a go and see how you feel. That is the experiment. So eventually you can go to five days retreat, nine days retreat. I don't think there's any dinner that you can have at nine days retreat. So it's a good start for you, for everybody. Number eight, under the, undertake the precepts to refrain from a high or luxurious bed. And number seven, I undertake the precepts to refrain from entertainment, beautification, and adornment. So um, there is definitely no television around. I have also another challenge that I throw at you. That's your mobile phone. If you can, give it a go. Switch it off just for one day. Sunday, all of us are going home. Then you can switch on the phone at 12 o'clock after lunch. So this is the less than 48 hours. It is not a rule, but a challenge. Um, is it a challenge? So uh, see how you feel about not to have entertainment, not to have distraction of messages sending in to anyone. I know if you have emergency, keep it on. If someone that need, might need to contact you, but otherwise, give it a go. Besides, uh, um, it is, uh, we call it a spiritual practice because um, it, you need to practice renunciation. You don't have that distraction there so that you can look into, all of us can look into our heart and our mind. What is there? It's probably more interesting. It's like a whole television here for you to look at. You don't need to look outside. You can look inside to see what is going on rather than pay attention to all the distraction outside. So that's one of the reasons uh, for that. Um, so that's a, a challenge for you to look at. And not to sleep on the luxurious bed. As you know, all of you have simple bed, um, as simple as it can be. And um, so that is a way to relinquishment. So when you stay here, you can't have whatever bed that you have at home. Um, you've got to relinquish that um, uh, touch of uh, um, uh, sensual pleasures that you always enjoy. We're going to talk a, a little bit more about it tomorrow 
about sensual pleasure. Because one day we don't have a choice. The sensual pleasure will not be there for us, no matter how old you are. We cannot have the teddy bear that will lie to hug. Because with sickness and death, they do not have a choice. So that's something that, that's why we talk about uh, spiritual practice. Uh, it is something that we can move towards to, uh, letting it go, relinquishment. So, so I leave it to you. You don't need to tell me whether you uh, have your dinner or you switch up your phone or not. It is up to you, the challenge. Whatever you are comfortable with. Okay, now I'm going to offer the refuges and the precepts. So those who like you can take the refuges all together, whether you are taking five or eight precepts. But if you are not taking any eight or five precepts, you are invited to stay here and enjoy our lovely chanting. So I'm going to chant that in Pali. Uh, I think the refuges is on uh, page um, number 20. So that's in the Pali. Pali is a um, language that um, is universal. Whether you are from Sri Lanka, India, or Thailand, or Vietnam, or Australia, or Malaysia, or Chinese, what, Hong Kong, whatever background you are, in Theravada, the common language that uh, uh, normally we take the refuges and precepts is in Pali. So um, it is a language that uh, I'm not sure, I need to investigate that that is really spoken by the Buddha, but all the scriptures written, written in Pali. So make us, those that encourage our faith, we are a step closer to the Buddha. So let's chant with um, um, energy and as loud as you can to declare that uh, you would like to take the Buddha, the teaching of the Buddha and the Sangha as your support, inspiration and guidance. So I'm going to say Namatasa three times and then you repeat Namatasa three times before going to the refuges. Namu tasa bhagavatu arahatu sama sambuddhasa. Namu tasa bhagavatu arahatu sama sambuddhasa. Namu tasa bhagavatu arahatu sama sambuddhasa. Udang saranang gachami Udang 
Damang saranang gachami. Sanggang saranang gachami. Dutiyam pibudang saranang gachami. Tutiyam pitamang saranang gachami. Tutiyam pisanggang saranang gachami. Tatiyam pibudang saranang gachami. Tatiyam pitamang saranang gachami. Tatiyam pisanggang saranang gachami. So I'm going to offer the five uh, eight precepts first. So those of you who like to take the eight precepts, uh, please repeat after me. It is on page twenty-eight. Veramani sikha padam samadhyami. Adina dana veramani sikha padam samadhyami. A brahmacharya veramani sikapadam samadhyami. Musavada veramani sikapadam samadhyami. Sura meraya majapamadatana veramani sikapadam samadhyami. Vikala bojana veramani sikapadam Samadhyami Nacha Gita Vatita Visuka Dasana Mala Ganda Vilepana Dharana Mandana Vipusanatana 
Veramani Sikha Padam Samadhyami Ucha Sayana Mahasayana Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Imani Atta Sikapadani Silena Sukatinyanti Silena Boka Sampada Silena Niputinyanti Tasma Silang Visodaye So may you keep these eight precepts for your happiness, for your prosperity, and for the attainment of Nibbana. And now for the five precepts. I think it's 22. So those who would like to take the five precepts, please repeat after me. Panatipata Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Adina Dana Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Kame Sumichachara Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Musavada Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Sura Meraya Majapamadatana Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Imani Pancha Sikapadani Silena Sukatinyanti Silena Boka Sampada Silena Nibutinyanti Tasma Silang Visodai May you keep these five precepts for your happiness, for your prosperity, and for the attainment of Nibbana. So Nibbana means freedom and liberation. So now we finish most of the uh, formal um, procedures. Um, I assume all of you know that there is a schedule, a retreat schedule on each cottage. I just want to let you know that um, if you um, find that you are too tired, you uh, don't, can't get up early in the morning at 6 o'clock to come for the chanting, you have my full permission to do that. Because I would like you to be relaxed, 
And uh, do you have a calm, relaxed and uh, mind that full of uh, uh, loving kindness to yourself? So then you can open your mind and heart to receive and to investigate what is going on this weekend. So you can't, if you don't decide not to come into the talk, you have my permission to do that too. So it is up to you. But the main aim of the retreat is to relax, be quiet and calm, and then enjoy yourself. And then the investigation and looking into your heart and your mind is like icing on the cake. Okay? So now please get ready. I'm going to do a small guided meditation. Um, after that, you're welcome to uh, continue to sit here. Or you are invited to sit outside around the super, the super there. And it is uh, quite cool. It's lovely that you can sit outside or walk around. I just walked out from the cottage just now, uh, the nun's cottage. There's a dam. I think still got water there. I can hear the frogs uh, the sound of the frogs that I love. So go out there and listen to the sound in the forest, but don't walk too far away at night. We don't want to, uh, anything to happen to you, uh, unless uh, if you really want to go, please see Stranga. she probably say no. <laughs> She's the retreat manager for Pochunda. But just sit around or walk outside. Don't just walk, uh, do your walking meditation here. Go outside and walk on the veranda, enjoy that, okay? So I'm going to do a small guided meditation and then take it from there. Do you want to? Thank you. So just uh, wherever you are sitting, relax. Um, Close your eyes if you... And if you can, put down your glasses. It's a way that you uh, let go and just want to relax. If you're wearing your glasses, it seems like it's still to inform the mind that now I'm doing some business. So put your glasses down. I do that as well. I can't see you anyway, but that's not better. If you wanted to, you can move your body a little bit and shift your body. Mindfully and slowly to a more comfortable position. If during the seat you can't keep your um, body into the same position, you are encouraged to move and move slowly and gently so that you do not disturb your own peace, disturb your own quietness. So close your eyes and take a couple of gentle and slow breaths. I'm going to lead to start off with with a body awareness. So bring your awareness to the top of your head.
and gradually move down to the front, to the forehead. Like a gentle hand using your mind, moving down to the forehead. And now bring your awareness to the back of your head, from the top all the way down to the bottom of the head, anywhere of your head that is tense or an ache, bring your awareness there and then let it go, move to another area. Now bring your awareness to the front of your head starting with your forehead, moving down to the eyebrow, to your eyes, to the nose, to the cheeks, to your mouth. Put a smile on your mouth and remind yourself to relax. You are here in a safe place. You can let everything go and relax. Bring your awareness to the side of your neck, both sides of your neck. Gradually moving down to the shoulders. If there's any tension, stiffness, Bring your awareness there. Bring your attention there. And then let it go and move to another area. Bring your awareness to the top of the shoulder, both shoulders, moving down to your upper arms, to your elbows, and then to your lower arms, to your wrist, to your hands, to the bottom of your fingers, moving to the tip of the fingers, and let all your tension go. And remind yourself to relax. Bring your awareness to the front of your body. From the neck. to the chest, to the waist, to the stomach. So anywhere that you feel this tension, a feeling of butterfly in your stomach, 
bring your awareness there. And then let it go. Go all the way down to your groin area. Bring your awareness to the back of your body. From the neck. To your, along your spine. Moving down along your spine. Slowly and gradually. All the way to the buttocks. And spend a few minutes in any area that you feel that is tense, stiff, or pain. And then let it go. Bring your awareness to the thighs. Moving down to the knees. Use your mind to gently rub on your knees. I've been holding us up all these years. And keep on moving to the lower legs. To the sole of the feet. to the toes, to the tip of the toes. And once again, let everything, all the tension and stress go. And gently remind yourself to relax. Now bring awareness to the silent, the quietness. The peace.
into this moment of silence. It doesn't matter where your mind goes. Just relax and stay here. We are coming towards the end of this meditation session. Take a few minutes to see how your mind is. Is it less agitated than before? You feel a little bit more relaxed compared to the time they arrive here. Remember that so that you can keep inclining your mind to a stack. Peace, a piece of peace, a piece of quietness. I'm going to ring the bell. You can either continue to meditate here or you can come up from the meditation. And quietly, if you want to go back to your room or just walk outside.